Welcome to Living Radiant. I'm your host, Kelsey Fagan, and welcome to our second episode. But really, this is kind of the first like full episode, so also kind of the first episode. Uh, But if you're returning from last week, thanks for coming back. And if you're new here, uh, we're all still pretty new, so you haven't missed much. (laughs) But today, we are talking about a certain phenomenon and my particular experience with this phenomenon and some theories that I have around it and how my relation to it has evolved over time. Now, to really make this make sense, I need to start with explaining a certain establishment that we have here in the city I live in, in Tampa, Florida. So this is the Oxford Exchange. Now, the Oxford Exchange is mm, several things, several things rolled into one. First, it's a big, pretty building right outside of downtown Tampa. I guess it could still kind of be considered downtown, but it's right in the middle of Tampa, really big, pretty building. And when you walk in, you are greeted with such an immaculate aesthetic. There are black and white tiles on the ground, a lot of deep colored wood. Um, And so there's several things inside the Oxford Exchange. There is a restaurant. It's very popular for brunch, like that type of light, airy vibe. There's also a coffee shop uh, that serves Buddy Brew Coffee, which is a really popular coffee maker and shop in the Tampa area. There's a little tea bar that you can go to. There's also a bookstore that has a lot of really good like coffee table type of books, you know, pretty things to look at as well as like candles and some home decor. It's fun to just like browse through. And then upstairs, you've got some meeting spaces and things like that. Um, Sometimes people have weddings here. It's a very popular gathering spot. And this is also somewhere where you will almost always see girls taking pictures like always, always. It's just accepted. It's beautiful. It is so aesthetic. And it is kind of a go-to spot for a lot of people. Everyone within like an hour's radius of Tampa knows the Oxford Exchange. It is a pillar of Tampa at this point. Incredibly popular, designed with media in mind, I would say. So the Oxford Exchange is a prime example of what I call the basic bitch bistro. And every city has at least one of these places, probably more. Tampa has several others that I could also think of. But every city has minimum one. So think of your own city and let me explain some aspects of the Basic Bitch Bistro. So this establishment is almost always locally owned and operated. Like this is not 
this is not an Applebee's. This is not a chain. It is a local, it is a local thing. It's also very aesthetic. It's great for the gram. You're going to get some good pictures. There may even be some spots. Actually, there probably are some spots that look like they were specifically designed just so you can get some nice pictures. It's also going to be unique in some way, or at least it was when it first opened and started to get popular. Now it may have some kind of copycats or something, maybe not. But when it first opened, it had something very unique about it that other places didn't have, right? That kind of drew people in. And it also has quality food and drink if it is a restaurant or a coffee shop or something that serves you something to eat or drink. It's good. And if it's not in the food or drink realm, whatever the service is that they provide, it is good. It is quality. And it can be agreed upon that it is quality stuff you're getting. If you Google things to do in that city, it will always come up. Especially if you search something with the word women or young adults, Uh, It's also usually going to win the best of insert city award in whatever category that it's in. And it grows quite rapidly and becomes a fixture of the city. It is widely popular and it just keeps on going. The high schoolers start infiltrating, right? It's a birthday destination. When high schoolers get to the point where they have their birthdays, the high schoolers come in from the suburbs and they host their birthdays at this place. We're there. We're there. It's like the obvious choice for a place to go or to bring out-of-town visitors. And it gets to the point where people start calling it basic. And it's in a derogatory way. Like, it's not cool anymore. It's just basic. When I think of the Oxford Exchange, people call this basic now. And don't get me wrong, people for sure still go and still like it. But people call it basic. Like if I am talking with my friends from Tampa and we're trying to figure out where do we want to go get coffee, they're not saying the Oxford Exchange, even though there's very good coffee there. Because it's basic. It's the basic spot. Like people just don't it starts to be kind of frowned upon, right? Like it's not exciting anymore. This is the basic bitch bistro. This is the art and the making of the basic bitch bistro. It becomes uncool because it gets to be so popular. But here's here's the thing. I love the basic bitch bistro. It gets popular for a reason. It's you like it usually has really good food and drinks if it's a food and drink spot. Like Oxford Exchange, they have great food. They have great coffee. Can you find better food? Can you find better coffee? Yeah, sure. But it's still really good. And it has a great, a great vibe, a great aesthetic. And all of these basic bitch bistros do, right? And they can come in all sorts of different things, like even workout studios. Like I'm sure you can think of that one local hotspot workout studio. It got popular because it's good. It, it didn't it didn't suck its way to being a, a popular spot, so popular that it gets gets called basic, right? Like 
it grows for a reason and it's usually a really good spot. Like I had a friend come in from out of town a few months ago and I took her to the basic bitch bistro of Tampa. I took her to Oxford Exchange and she loved it because it's a good spot. It's a good place to take people. It's a good place to go. And these are fun places to go in cities. Honestly, tell me what your city's basic bitch bistro is. Leave a comment on one of my recent Instagram or TikTok posts and tell me what it is and what city you're in because if I visit, I want to go. I think a lot of popular tourist spots kind of fit into this too, like Statue of Liberty, Eiffel Tower, These are like the basic tourist places. These are basic bitch bistro. Statue of Liberty, basic bitch bistro. But the thing is, you cannot go see the Statue of Liberty or the Eiffel Tower and be like, "Mm, it's okay, I guess. Kind of basic. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, it's, it's popular for a reason. And sure, maybe you don't need to go see it all the time, but it's good. Like, it's, it's, good. It's really so wild to me that as a society, we've gotten to the point where we can scroll past a video of a girl in a pretty dress in front of the Eiffel Tower all like lit up and sparkling, you know? We can scroll past that and be like, oh, basic. What? What? (laughs) Like, I can't. I can't. We really have people scrolling past like, oh, she didn't go to the hidden city in the south of France that I found one time while I was studying abroad for a semester. Ugh, basic. Like, come on. She went to the Eiffel Tower because it's cool and it's pretty to see it all lit up and sparkling and she looks really pretty in that dress. Okay? Okay. And this phenomenon happens to all kinds of things. So the color pink, right? The color pink has been my favorite. If I am being real with myself, it's been my favorite my entire life. Uh, From uh, quite literally as early as I can remember, pink was my favorite. And I even remember I really liked pink. My sister really liked purple. And so if we had the same thing, a lot of times mine would be pink, hers would be purple. And I, I even started getting annoyed with this as I got older about the fact that my favorite color was pink and I couldn't be like a cool different girl who liked purple. <laughs> like, And I, I tried to convince myself as I got older that pink was not actually my favorite color because it's, it's so basic. Everybody likes pink. All the girls like pink. And I didn't want to be just like one of the everybody. Like I wanted I wanted a, a different color, a cooler color. I pretended that I was really into orange for a while. And I do love orange. Don't get me wrong. Orange is a great color. For a while, I was on white. White? Come on, Kelsey, white. Uh, but I, I really tried to convince myself that it wasn't pink. But guess what? I love pink, every shade of pink. I have yet to meet a shade of pink that I did not feel passionately about. It is the superior color to me. It is my favorite color. I don't care if it's basic. I love pink and it feels good to love pink. I did the same thing with flowers. You know what my favorite flower is? I bet you can guess. If you're seeing a trend here, I bet you can guess. It's roses, specifically red roses. I love them. I think they're so beautiful. And I I really like a lot of classic romantic things. It is red roses. And I 
tried to find a different favorite flower for so long because it was like, that's the basic choice. Of course, it's red roses. I sat there Googling at one point. I have this memory of like several years ago. I sat there Googling all the different types of flowers that come in bouquets in stores, like not just stuff you grow in your garden, but like different types of flowers to try to find something that I liked more than red roses. I couldn't. I couldn't. I like a lot of flowers. I buy myself flowers every week and I buy a different type of flower every week. And I love a lot of flowers, but red roses are my favorite. They fit everything about me if I'm being very honest. And it is so silly that because it's like basic that I tried to make it not my favorite flower. Like, why did I do that? One of my very favorite things that I do is Pilates. I do it every single day. I think it has transformed my mind and my body and I freaking love Pilates. You know, I was I was resistant of doing Pilates for a while because I was like, oh, all the all the freaking basic bitches are doing Pilates. Guess what? I can tell you why the basic bitches are doing Pilates because it is such a good workout. It's enjoyable and I like how it makes me feel like I I love it and I can't believe that I really deprived myself of of even trying for a hot minute because I was like, uh, basic. Come on. Come on, Kelsey. What were you doing? And where I think this gets really interesting is I think this phenomenon happens to things deemed girly so much more. So, okay. So I think of TikTok videos showing men in suits. This is so popular. Suit talk, right? Where you just see all these dudes walking around big cities in their little business suits. And and like as women, we like fangirl over this. Like we're like, oh my God, like they all look so good. Look at all these men all dressed up. Love to see it in their suits. And yeah, they they all are wearing basically the same thing. But you don't see, you don't see women in the comments being like, oh, those those basic dudes. But you'll also see a bunch of videos of people like recording female friend groups who are dressed kind of similarly, probably like a crop top and jean shorts or something. And you'll see dudes saying all the time, like, oh, all these girls are clones. Like people call them basic. It's just, I think, I think people do this to things that are deemed girly so much more. And I think men do it to women and women do it to women. And that's kind of a whole different conversation. But I think it prompts it prompts some thought around any internalized misogyny that you may have because thinking about it in that way realizing that it was being done to things that were deemed girly a lot more than it was to things that are are more thought of as like around guys it made me think about it to myself like why why is it so bad to be a basic girly. Guess what? There's nothing wrong with being a basic girly. I now love being a basic girly. All, all you have to do to love being a basic girly, think of the experience you have in the bathroom at a bar. I don't need to say anything else. We love being basic girlies. And I think we're also seeing 
in society right now, we're seeing some resistance from girls and women around this idea that it is bad to do and embrace these things that are stereotyped as being the basic girly. And I think it really is an act of resistance to a lot of misogyny. And I think we're seeing this resistance evident in a lot of ways when I think about it, like the Barbie movie, uh, the summer I turned pretty, everything Taylor Swift right now, the eras tour, uh, all the girly beach reads, like we're seeing a lot of women really embrace these things. And this has even been deemed by a lot of people as like this summer is for the girls, you know? And this is my favorite trend that I have seen come out of popular culture in a long time is really this embracing of these things thought of as like the basic bitch stuff, right? Like the stereotypical girly sort of vibe. And while I do think at least some elements of this will stick around because I do think that part of it is really an act of resistance to misogyny. And while I hope and expect for at least that aspect to stick around in some regard and even grow. I don't I don't know what that's going to look like exactly. Um, but while I do think that some of the roots of that are going to stick around, I think the trend itself of really popularizing, liking a lot of these like girly things that normally people would be like, ugh, basic. I think it's going to flip because one thing about trends, and I will die on this hill. Like if there are certain hills, we will all die on. This is one for me. So trends swing on a pendulum. I think it is evident in nearly every area of culture that whenever there's a trend in some capacity, it will flip to the opposite. So like if you ever want to know what the next big trend is in a certain area, just look at its opposite and that will be the next trend. Uh, Like women's fashion, for example, because I think this is one that a lot of people will be able to kind of um, point out. So For a hot minute, the popular trend was really more androgynous clothing. Like that had become a big thing. You saw everywhere on runways, you saw the fast fashion brands picking it up. Androgynous clothing was really the thing. And now we have flipped to ballet flats and bows. Those are now the popular things, right? So like instead of being androgynous, we've gone to this like hyper feminine sort of style or or with makeup, like we saw the dewy finish and now it's flipped to matte. Like it happens with pretty much everything. And I think this is going to be another thing that will eventually flip on itself again to where we go back to saying that a lot of these things are basic and people don't like it anymore. It's not cool anymore, right? And while I I hope that that some aspects of that do stick around, I think it's going to flip because that's what trends tend to do. And I think this has been like a trendy, girly summer. And I, I just... I personally, in my humble opinion, I see it flipping in some capacity. So my point in saying that, though, 
is that when pop culture decides that it's not cool anymore, it's not cool to like all of the stereotypical girly stuff, like the things we would normally call basic, we go back to calling it basic. And it's not the cool thing. It's not widely embraced. When it flips, I really hope for everyone listening that you stay strong in what it is that you like. Like, who cares? Who cares if pop culture no longer thinks it's cool? If you think it's cool, if you like it, keep liking it. Like, stay strong in that. And that's something I'm I'm telling myself, too. And I'm oversimplifying to a certain degree. I'm aware of that. But it's really just for the purpose of the conversation that I want to have today. And along that same intention, not liking the thing that everyone else likes is also just fine. Like for me, another big thing has been the coastal cowgirl trend I am personally not super into the coastal cowgirl trend, which makes no sense when you look at who I am because I grew up riding horses for really the majority of my life, and I've lived along the coast for almost my entire life. I should be the blueprint for coastal cowgirl, right? But it's just, I don't I don't resonate with it. I, I'm just not a huge fan of it. So I have not really chosen to embrace that thing that a lot of people are right now. And guess what? That's fine. That is perfectly fine. I don't have to be a hater on it. I don't have to be like, hey, that's dumb. But it's okay that I don't I don't like it. I don't have to. Same with like Colleen Hoover books for me. Like I really tried to get into Colleen Hoover books because I wanted to be able to do the book clubs. And that's what a lot of people in my like age range and gender are really resonating with at the moment. And I've read some Colleen Hoover and I I understand the appeal. I don't think she's a bad writer by any means, but it's just not my kind of book. Like I just don't. I haven't gotten super excited about it. And guess what? That's fine. That is fine. I don't have to convince myself that I like it just because it is the popular thing that people are liking. Like you are not wrong for not liking the thing that everyone else is liking right now. It's fine. It is totally fine. And that's really the intention of this entire conversation we've been having is be authentic to who you are. Like what you like. Who cares if someone thinks that it's basic and that makes it not cool? Or who cares if it's the thing that everyone is saying is just so superior and that everyone must like and maybe you don't? It's okay. Being authentic to who I am, allowing myself to like the things that I like and dislike the things that I don't has been so freeing for me. And that may sound a little silly. Like a lot of this is kind of surface level stuff like colors and flowers and movies and restaurants, but it adds up over time. And The root thing is really developing a trust 
in myself and in my own judgment and allowing myself to live my life in a way that is simply true to who I am. So I don't force myself into boxes that I don't belong in and I don't leave the cozy little boxes where I do. I just, I just exist as myself and like the things that I like and trust myself that those things are just fine. It's okay to be a girl who loves pink. It's okay to be a girl who loves red roses. It's okay to be a girl who doesn't really like Colleen Hoover books. It's all okay. And in fact, it is more than just okay because it's me. It is it is the things that make me me and it's me being true to myself and trusting that I have good taste because it's mine and there's not there's not a way for it to be bad because it's just me. And guess what? The thing is, I can't actually do me wrong. There is not a way to incorrectly live as myself in this world. And that's something that I've had to come to terms with is that by embracing the things that I do like and I don't like, it is actually an act of love to myself. And I realized that the times where I tried to change certain things about myself because other people thought that those things were basic or lame, you know, because they're basic or the opposite of like being that's a thing a lot of people like and I apparently don't like it. Oh, something must be wrong with me. When I tried to change those things about myself and really force myself into those other ways of thinking, acting, whatever, no matter how shallow of a thing it was, that is when self-esteem really dropped for me because then I started telling myself that I was wrong, that things that were me were wrong. And that's where we get the issues. And that's when it becomes not so shallow anymore is because you have told yourself you can't trust yourself anymore, that the things you like, you can't trust it. The things you don't like, you can't trust it because society is saying no. So you must be wrong. But guess what? You're not wrong. And I am not wrong. And when we start allowing popular culture to tell us that we are wrong and we start telling ourselves that we are wrong in the way that we are is not optimal, not only are you no longer not trusting yourself on what your favorite color is or what restaurants you like are, but then when bigger things start happening, that partner starts gaslighting you, uh, your workplace gets toxic. Guess, guess what? You've already established that you don't trust yourself. And that's when it bleeds over. That's when we have an issue because it grows so much faster than I realized until until I was in the thick of it. And I found myself starting to question everything, like things that were clear gut feelings or things I had evidence for. I wasn't trusting myself. And even though it starts off very small, 
when you do it to yourself over and over, when I told myself over and over that I was wrong, now, now the big stuff is going wrong too. And this is why I think this topic is actually so important because it's the best thing I've ever done for myself is learning to trust myself and practicing on these very small things like allowing myself to admit that my favorite color has always been and probably will always be pink. Who knows? Maybe I'll change it at some point. Never never say never, I guess. But allowing myself to admit that and allowing myself to admit that I love the basic bitch bistro, okay? And maybe there are some things that I don't like, like coastal cowgirl, you know, allowing myself to admit those things to myself and to other people and building that trust over time in myself has now allowed me to trust myself on much bigger things and has allowed me to start to look inward for answers more than I look outward. And of course, we're always going to look outward to some extent, and we're always going to be influenced by society to some extent. You can't not, I don't think. But the trust in myself and finding answers in myself and knowing that I have my best interest in mind, actually, and there's nothing wrong with with my thoughts and my likes and dislikes is one of the most beneficial things mm, probably ever. So allow me to bring this back around in saying, go to the basic bitch bistro. Don't let society and popular culture and whatever is trendy at the time and whatever the popular sentiments are Don't change yourself to fit with those because it's always going to be changing and you are such a gift and the things that make you you are so cool because you are actually the only one of you in the entire universe, the whole universe for all of infinity. You're the only one with all of your same likes and dislikes and wants, the actually only one ever to exist. And that is actually so cool when you think about it. So go to the Basic Bitch Bistro, okay? Okay. Or don't if it's not your thing. But be true to yourself. And that's really, I guess all I have to say on that is simply be true to yourself because you're really cool, okay? And coming to this conclusion within myself has amplified my happiness so much. And I want that for you too. So. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy you're here and so happy we're doing this. This was so much fun for me to record. And I will talk with you next Wednesday. But until then, you can find me on TikTok or Instagram at KelseyFagan96. And don't forget to hop over to one of those and tell me what your favorite local basic bitch bistro is so I can visit if I come to your city. And I don't really know how to close these out yet. So um Until next Wednesday, my radiant babes. Can I call you that? Can I call you babe? Okay. Is it weird? We'll see. We'll see if it sticks. Okay. Bye.